And now, Ben Diva, the voice and layers. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo, and I'm ready for this week's intro. <laughs> Last Are you week, sure you're ready? I mean, I'm ready to talk. Right. Last week's I was not ready to go. We may have to change the name of the show here eventually if this guy keeps coming on. Welcome back, Jason Yeckley. Hey. Hey, guys. Am uh, I allowed to use your last name? Sure. I mean, I guess it's in your... In your Twitter MySpace page, it is. As long as you guys know what it is, is. Right, yeah, I got it. It's Jason Yeckley 007. I think I got right. Jx7. Devin, correct. Nice. I only know because it's on my it's popped up on my Skype thing. Right. Whatever. And here I thought you actually cared about me. (laughs) Devin's over here gargling Jason's balls. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Welcome back, Jason. So you're part of the Five Time Club? I am part of the Five Timers Club. It's official. And you know what? You're going to be part of our our normal... You're going to be like our go-to sub. Sure. (laughs) Because you got to figure it out. Well, thanks. Right, finally. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, (laughs) it's it's hard. Like, the technology piece isn't... You know, it's not... And not like we're we're writing code here or, you know, sending right. probes to the moon or, you know, doing home automation. I mean, it takes three programs. Sure. You got to be able to run all three of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason's well. got it figured out. And now Jason has a, a nice piece of audio equipment. Went and got the uh, Snowball mic, which everything I've read says that's a great mic for podcasting and even for like you know video games and everything. So yeah, well we're testing it out today, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm happy to be back. Um, I think I have this kind of figured out. I will say part of it is I all I really do is listen to podcasts now um, on whatever I find and whatever I think is interesting. So I use that as a guide of what it should sound like you. and how it should go. What, besides this one, mm-hmm. or how does our how does not the content because we're we're terrible and we're not good like you know Adam Carolla or <clears throat> Joe Rogan, um, how does the finish sound if you compare like this one to some of the other ones you listen to? No, I think it's fine. It, it's right on par. I mean, everyone has a little catchphrase or uh, but, you so know, like the voices sound okay and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the as far as the quality, it's right on par. I think that obviously okay. the, the biggest difference is just the the, the reach that it gets to. They're famous uh, right. and we're not. <laughs> Ex- that's exactly it. Exactly. I got 100%. Okay, cool. That's a, that's neat. And um, besides this one, which one's your favorite? Um, SI Media, Richard Deitch, he does a really good one. Um, he always has different kind of people in the sports media that he interviews. That's a really good one. Uh, Sam Roberts has a really good podcast. He does a serious XM show that's kind of funny. Um, those are the two big ones that I listen to. Do they um, do they have guests on regularly, or is it like a one man show? Uh, regular guests every week. Uh, the SI Media okay. podcast, like I said, it's a different kind of sports media person every week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Roberts. It's more of a almost like a recap of his Sirius XM show. Gotcha. Um, so he's got his interviews from the week, and you know, that's he pretty natural too because the content's already there. You just put it all together. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. he adds his he adds his own commentary into so. And you can curse. Oh, I guess on XM you can curse. Yes, sure. Yeah, and um, obviously being a Bill Simmons fan, his channel thirty three, uh, channel thirty three network has just amazing stuff. Um, Bill through, Simmons, through he just ringer. got a show on HBO, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's re- really, uh, really good. Um, I want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. They're all they're all on demand. Uh, the only one I haven't watched is the most recent one with Seth Rogen. But he's had, I mean, all some of his topics uh, I'm not totally interested in because he talks a lot of basketball, and I'm just not the biggest basketball fan. Um, right. But as far as some some of the one-on-one celebrity interviews that he does, uh, they've all been great. Um, I think he's, you could tell he's learning how to do an actual TV show and not just writing <laughs> and, uh, you know, doing a podcast or being just a right. contributor at a, you know, at a desk show like he was at ESPN. Um, but he's figuring it out, uh, and every week it's getting better. So they're on a little bit of a break now, but it's been really good, good to start off. The, the the previews, whenever I was watching, uh, I think it was Game of Thrones or something like that, they had the Bill Simmons previews, and they all, all of his little you know snips were like pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, welcome, sir. Um, I am 80%, no, I'm going to say 90% moved into the new house. I still have some shit left at the old house. And what a pain in the ass. You should just leave it. You know, it's crossed my mind a few times, but there's like <laughs> a bunch of tools that are still over there that I want to bring here. Um, so I got my little trailer and I, you know, I, I was going to go today. I really like had every intention of going today and cutting the grass over there and then bringing a lawnmower here because the grass here is getting a little tall, taller than I want it to be. And it fucking rained so hard. Well, yeah, I mean, it's summertime in Tampa. Yeah, but dude, it hasn't rained like this in a week. Oh, it's been raining like that every day for us for like two weeks now. I mean, you live in in Port Charlotte's uh, Northport. Right, Sarasota County. That's, mm-hmm. you know, not far south from Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about an hour, 85 miles to be precise. South enough. Maybe an hour. <clears throat> if you drive like a grandma, I drive like a grandma. Oh, did I tell but, you guys I got a new car? Speaking of, no, drive like a grandma. No, I, I got I got another Durango. Instagram. Oh yeah, me. we did see that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's got a backup camera, and leather. That t- was like so two weeks ago, like the week that we were on hiatus because someone was moving. <laughs> what the fuck? I think your Skype is screwing up, Billy. Because I just got the remix version of Hiatus. Oh, uh, maybe that's what you got. Maybe it's Hiatus. Uh, is that what you said? Was it Hiatus? Yeah, I said Hiatus. Oh, I'm glad okay. that wasn't just me then. <laughs> you heard it right, the remix? Right, I, I said it with a Valley Girl accent. Remix. Okay, well, at least you're back now. Um, the It's a V6, two-wheel drive, so there's that. Um, but So I, I have my Durango, and now Jen drives a Durango, so we have two Durangos. Aw, how, how cool is that? Well, we're a big um, Dodge family. Let's see here. Mm. So I got that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what? And when I do get a pickup truck, which hopefully will be like next spring, um, I want to get a Dodge truck. Right. Uh, um, 
So today at work, I was lucky enough to volunteer to help with a safety walk today. Do you guys do safety stuff at your works? Uh, no. Are you guys doing? Not really. No. Well, I mean, I we, think... we talk about where to go if the building catches on fire. <laughs> are you guys standalone or are you guys in a strip mall? Standalone. Standalone's easy. Just walk out the door. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, the problem is, too, we're so close to 19, too, that you really, if you just run recklessly, you'll get hit by a car. <laughs> right. There needs to be uh, order. False alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jason stuck on the medium. <laughs> um, well, my, I think we have a huge emphasis on safety because we have, like, warehouses and production sites. You know what I mean? Like, industrial kind of things. Sure. And so they bring that to the office as well, you know, where it's not exactly hazardous uh, work condition. You know, there's no trucks driving around. There's no, uh, you know, hundreds of tons of material flowing around. Um, but today I got to do the fire drill safety walk. <laughs> now, let me explain. We're in downtown Tampa. We're on the 32nd floor. The safety walk involves... Walking down all of the stairs. Awesome. And out the door to our little muster point, you know, away from the building. It took me 12 minutes to get down. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so fucking hot in in the stairwell. I I was sweating my bag off. I got... So, like, from 32 to, like, 15 was okay you know you got a little gravity assist right sure then you get into the parking garage levels and there's no ac awesome. oh man yep and then you get down to like level five and there's like a, a door you have to hold and the alarm goes off until the you know the door opens so wait so um, was this just you having to walk all this or did you take like your whole office with you no it was me and like the safety coordinator that's a real thing i like <laughs> Yeah. So That's you're saying, saying this was one on one? What do you mean one on one? You and you and your safety coordinator. That's it. Two That's people. It. Yep, just us. And I had to write a little thing that said that the stairs were not impe- You know, there was no. In- um, they weren't impeded, and all the doors opened as they should. And the were, lights. And- do we? How do we know that he wasn't taking you to the garage to take advantage of you? I mean, take advantage. I mean. Did you, ha- did you have to report back to the rest of the team on what you should do? Yeah, run for your fucking life. I, <laughs> dude, if there's if there's a, fi- <laughs> if there's a fire, it's going to take half an hour for all those assholes to get down. Sure. Because well, you're going to have a, a mob mentality going on that. <laughs> well, because you're going to have all these old ladies who are like, me, and you're like, no, it's a fucking fire move. Pushing down and the stairs. I know you guys, you guys don't watch The Office, right? Either of you two? I, oh yeah, uh, I've seen. Definitely did. I didn't see any of like the more recent like Will Ferrell ones. I didn't um, see the 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 entirety of the last season, but I watched yeah. most of it. Okay, I'm picturing I'm picturing this fire Dwight. safety thing is when Dwight plays the fire drill in the office. And he heats up right. the doorknob. Yes, and everything and just traps breaks down. Everybody in. They tr- throw the copier Michael. through the window. <laughs> that was it. They throw right. the cat copier. through the roof. Listen, if the Rip old ladies up front are slowing everybody down, you roll them down the stairs. Everybody pick, knows they'll go totally down faster if you roll them. I think if there's a fire, I'm going to try and risk the elevator. That's ballsy. Mm, that's, a, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, that'll work. 
get me down. What if it doesn't? You know, then I got my own coffin already built in. Well, well, apparently they had really it? quick. Apparently they Jesus had a fire. <laughs> they had a fire. One of the cars in the garage caught on fire, and the gal who the safety person was said she was amazed at how slow people walked with actual fucking smoke in the stairwell. That well, they were still just like do de do de do. You don't want to <laughs> rush down the smoky stairwell. You might run into something. <laughs> Fuck! Just get out of the building. If that happens to me, like, if there's a fire with actual smoke, I'm just going to walk straight out to my car and leave. I'll be like, oh, I'll just catch you guys. Call me tomorrow for open. <laughs> right, get home, check in, go, hey, got home, all right. <laughs> I'm still, yeah, right, could you imagine the firefighters searching <laughs> the building for me when I just, <laughs> I'm at hat tricks, drinking beers? Right. <laughs> Where's Devin, are you okay? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, man, Devin's it's happy hour. in the building. <laughs> yeah. So. At what point, how bad does the fire have to be where you just say, fuck it, and jump out the window? Um, at 32 floors, I couldn't do it. Right, so let's say you got know. down to, the, the, let's say you got down to like 15 floors and everything below you is just fiery shit. blazed. Can you do it? 15, maybe I could jump onto one of the trees. I mean, you're still 100 feet above the, the tallest that, tree. That's your point, is <laughs> jump into the trees? Like one of the oak trees on the street and just, just fuck it, maybe it'll slow me down. I think that's going to hurt like fucking crazy. Well, I mean, it will hurt less than the fucking granite on the ground. I guess. Uh, maybe, who knows, you might just hit it right. Crack your skull be done with it. huge group of people. I can just fall on them. There you go. Hope, hopefully <laughs> they don't see me. Just start throwing people out the window. Let them break Hopefully they don't see me coming. Right. See, what you do, you push them all out the window, and then you <laughs> use them as padding. I could tie my belt into a makeshift rope. Oh, we're God, pulling we're, Austin Powers we're and horrible uh, people. dive out holding one of them and use them <laughs> to take the brunt of the force. <laughs> that works, right? That's a scientific thing. Mm-hmm. The Wiley Coyote does it all the time. I feel like for Austin Powers, they did a lot of scientific research for that scene. I feel like it was factually accurate. We're like a whole block off the river, and it, I think it's too far to jump huh. to the river. I would say if you're a block away, yeah, it's... It's a little far to make it to the I river. Mean, it's like half no, and a block, it'll suction, really. The fall will suction you back towards the building. I think you're right. It's why you can't throw a penny off the Empire State Building. Because it'll just fall back into the building? Yeah, the gravity push, like the gravity of the fall pushes it back to the building. Fuck. I need one of those, like, grappling hook zip lines. There you go. Just, you got to keep it in your desk at all times, just in case. Yep. What's that? You never know when you might need it. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's not a grappling hook zip line. Right. And then I'll shoot that across the river, and then I'll just fall into the river when I'm over the river. And then be like, Devin, when were you planning on robbing this place? <laughs> it's for the heist. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> Although, I will say, going down into the river, I don't know that you're much safer there than the than the, the actual burning building. I guess it gives you a swimmer's chance, but... Right. And, I mean, most of the river's only like four feet deep. But yeah, that might not feel good, falling from that height. I mean, better than falling onto the cement. It's true, I guess. Although in some ways, it's probably like landing on cement. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's see, Reddit was down last week. Do you remember that? I didn't notice. I just saw a post on the on the Reddit main page why Reddit was down 8-11, but I don't remember seeing it. Maybe Man. I just wasn't paying attention. 
when your favorite website goes down, you realize how often you, you use check it. that website and then how few other websites you use. I I use Reddit, I use Facebook, I use YouTube. That's you know Right. I use Reddit and Facebook and you porn. <laughs> so well, I use Reddit for my porn, so that whole that, and so then I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, Reddit's down. And then I close that tab, and I'm like, well, let's see what's on Reddit. Wait, yeah, like, well, like how long one. was it down for? I don't know, like two hours. Because I feel like I check it at work from time to time, you know, to see if there's newsworthy stuff going on that I should be watching out for, and I don't remember seeing it go down. But I did get kind of busy on Thursday, so I browse it from my phone every now and then. Like four or five times a day, whatever. No, I'm with you, Devo. Sure. When you're right, when the site that you go to go to the most goes down, it's awful. Because <laughs> then you're like, what do I do you now? Instinct, you instinctively do it right. So, like, let's say Facebook's down. You're like, oh, Facebook's down. Let's see what's on Facebook. Yeah, right. You know, what's Facebook say about Facebook being down? I uh, right, yeah, that's so I'll how go I over feel. to Twitter, check that out, and then oops, Fuck, oh, let's go back down. to Facebook. Oh, yeah. damn it! Yep. Every so often, when Twitter goes down, that's how I feel because that's where yes. I get all my info from. Twitter, I've found, when it comes to news, is better than Reddit it's and It's better Facebook. than everything. Yeah. It can be. But, you know, because I get the retweets from, like, the sheriff's department or, you know, like, the couple of news agencies I follow. And that's how I kind of, like, legitimize the links that they're reposting. Because usually it's from, like, the source, right? Like, Tampa Gov or... Right. You know, whatever. So, um, yeah, Reddit was down. And it slowed me down. I was like, man, now I got to do work. <laughs> right. So that's about all I got for my uh, my intro before we get into sports. You got anything you want to mention? Uh, yeah, I, I know Jason Jason wanted to bring up the Olympics before quickly before we get into the bulk of the sports that we're going to talk about next. Wait, aren't Olympics technically sports? Sure. You're such an asshole. Sure. Because I have but, I have some Olympic stuff and it's listed under my sports uh, header. Well, then we can just go right on into Olympics. Oh, that's a hang great on, segue. Hang on. I have one thing before we before we do Olympics. Um, Gawker got purchased. Oh, that's today. right. Uh, the bankrupt Gawker from that dickhead Hulk Hogan. For how much? Like three hundred dollars. Uh, One hundred and thirty-five million. Wow. By that's crazy. Which is honestly though, it's actually much lower. A lot of uh, a lot of people forecasted Gawker to go at around one eighty, anywhere from one eighty to two hundred million. Even though um, they're bankrupt. Yeah, the yeah the owners bankrupt. This gets them out of that, and it, actually Univision bought them, um, so they'll be under there. They also bought Fusion a few years ago, so, so that's their two. So now it'll be El Gagaro. Uh, focuses. <laughs> it's racist. A little bit, but still whatever. Funny. It's owned by uh, El Univision. El Sábado y Domingo. El Sábado. That's Saturday and Sunday. That's more of a follow-up from over the summer when we were talking about Gawker every week because of the Hulk yeah. Hogan trial. Because Hogan right. won. I still think that was the right choice. Unfortunately, it was the right choice. Hogan won. It was the right choice. Absolutely, it was, it was an mm-hmm. illegally illegally recorded video. Allegedly. They had no business. They had no business buying it and then posting it on the website. It's illegal material. Jen's walking through the living room. 
Don't tell her what I said. Ooh. We'll just have Jen, to. Jen, he called you fat. Shh. We'll just have to agree <laughs> to disagree then. <laughs> what do you think? They're defenders of the First Amendment? Uh, I, I don't or do you think, think they hide behind the First Amendment moniker? That's the whole point of the First Amendment. Well, you they can't just... You can't, like, if let's say I get the, the codes for un, the nukes, I can't just publish that. That's no, not protected by the yeah, First Amendment. For a news that's an ent- issue of national security, though. Yeah, that's way different. Uh, they're a news entity, and it was established years ago that celebrity sex tapes, celebrity, those kinds of uh, things that come out about celebrities are considered newsworthy, and therefore they are protected under the First Amendment. Well, what if I got the recipe for Coca-Cola or the secret blend of herbs and spices from Kentucky Fried Chicken? Am I allowed to publish those? No, because it's a private property. Right. Well, here's the thing with Hogan. Okay. You can say it's newsworthy and write a news piece on it, mm-hmm. but when you have the illegally recorded video, whether you legally paid for it or not, bought it from a third oh, I, party, you know what? I like it's, that. It's illegal. You you where's can't the, then post the it on the website and refuse the to take it down. For the journalist, where's the credibility if you post something without having proof of it? it, it I think their whole credibility is not... I, what credibility are they defending? It's fucking Gawker. They have a That's reputation. That's true. It's Gawker. Like, you know, I'm not going. The, I'm not going to go to Gawker and go. Well, fuck. I really hope they have a source to this Hogan video. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it, That's not what Gawker is. You don't go go there to get associated to cite, press level sources to cite your thesis it's paper. Clickbait. Uh, as I, seen on Gawker. The thing is, it, in, I. Honestly, I think the amount that Hogan got was ridiculous, but it was definitely these, punitive. Most of these celebrities, sex tapes, and things like that—they were all—they were all videotaped consensually. That's true. There, there was consent on both parties. They both knew it was being made. This video was not that. It was secretly recorded. Hogan had no knowledge of it until it was sold to the Alleg- to the allegedly to the press. Okay, well, you can allegedly all you want, but what we have are the facts in the court. He didn't know it was being recorded. It was bought by a third party. They sold it off. And now you've got a company that's illegally posting this man's private business that he had no idea was recorded. That that guy's packing heat, too. There's There's also a lot of testimony and depositions that the judge ruled impermissible that counter a lot of those arguments. About it oh, not, like when not, he's like, "Hey, check this being, video out of not, me banging my wife." Him not knowing about it and it not being consensually recorded. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that, and that's why a lot of people think, and we kind of joked about it, that it's gonna. I think it's gonna go to the Supreme Court when the appeals process finally ends up playing out. Um, and That'd a lot of the, awesome. a lot of that testimony is gonna become unsealed because it's not gonna be a jury trial. Uh, it'll right. go. It'll you know. It'll actually go to the judges. And the judges will look at all that testimony. So I, st- I mean, I still think that there's a chance of this hap- of the verdict still being overturned. But um, until then, I mean, you've got to go by what you yeah, know what the settlement to was. And change that's why my mind if new uh, new data presented itself. Sure, but uh, the telling thing to me is that the creator of the video, if he's if if they knew if Hogan was in on it. 
why then is Bubba the Love Sponge settling out of court to not have it get to that point? Why would you not defend yourself and say he knew this was recorded? Yeah, dude, that guy, you know, I... And you he's know, settled I, for millions. And he's not someone who can afford to do that because he's been settling for millions like every other year for a fucking decade. <laughs> so that guy's I just, been doing out money all, 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 for 10 years. Right, I find it hard to believe, and if it comes out otherwise, I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong. I find it hard to believe that Hogan was in on it, and this is all some big publicity stunt. I just don't right. see it. So again, Hogan hasn't goes, done anything with it yet, you know what I mean? Like, that publicity. Right. So, and neither I is mean, Bubba. It's, it's, it goes back to, it was recorded illegally, and then sold, whether... Well, they paid legal money for that or not. As far as I'm concerned, with an illegally recorded video, it's an illegal transaction. And then they refused to take it down. Well, Bubba, I, Bubba I, won't talk about it because part of his settlement was a non-disclosure agreement. So that's why he right. can't say a word about it. And then Hogan shut his mouth, I can only imagine, because he wants to start earning a paycheck from WWE again. And they probably told him, keep your mouth shut about this stuff and you know, we'll, we'll, come, you know, we'll talk again in a year. Did you see the tape? No. I did not. What? You didn't? Neither one of you did? No. I've got no desire to see Hulk Hogan's dick. His nothing wiener nothing is about a like, 58-year-old man's penis does it for me. That guy? Right. It looks exactly. like one of those coffee thermoses. <laughs> the, the big one. Devin, if this podcasting thing doesn't work out for you, you've got a hell of a job in promoting. Right. But, no. Because if, if I was that, that guy, I'd be like... Looking at a coffee thermos for a dick doesn't sell me. I don't know what will. Right. If, I, if I was Hogan, <laughs> I'd have released it. I'd have been like, yo, check this out. So what you're saying, Devin, is that when he's in the ring talking about his 26-inch pythons, he's not actually talking about his biceps? <laughs> they, they, it was a big one. <laughs> See, I just... I, it's, it's one of those things like where a female celebrity, if she has a sex tape, okay, I'm curious. A male celebrity <laughs> has a sex tape. I'm not interested in seeing his well, dick. The, and the girl, um, his wife was uh, pretty steamy too, though. Yeah, but I'm sure you can find pictures of her on the internet. I mean, you can, but not because she was also a next before she married him. Not also next to Hulk Hogan's wiener. I don't need to see Hulk Hogan's wiener. And you know what? I don't even want to call him wiener. I think I want to call it a hog. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if okay, I can find I'll, it. I'll, I'm I'll done text here. It to you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Olympics. His, his healthy hog. Yeah, this took a, a turd for the worst. I'm sorry. You said turd. We're, we're talking about Gawker, and then it suddenly becomes about Hulk Hogan's thermos dick. It's wiener. It's so big. I mean, I get that he's six foot like seven, and <laughs> I would have thought God the roids would have shrunk it a little bit. No. Come on, Devin. Come Th- on. That was the thing. Are they lying about roids shrinking your wiener? No, he's taking extends to offset it. <laughs> the, the penis pump. <laughs> <laughs> you mean those ads on the internet work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clearly, that's the case. Jeez Louise. He's and he can fix that, every he time he pops his steroids. Couldn't fix his hair. Right, had, well, that's kind of his selling point now, because he doesn't have to fix his hair. He wears a bandana everywhere. He wore a his, fucking bandana in court. His formal do-rag. Of course he did. Right. I think it was like approved which, by the judge. You know, I can't and I and I can't believe that that he was allowed to that he was allowed to do that because a lot of Hulk's argument was that the Hulk Hogan, you know, the he, he argued, yeah, he argued that Terry Balea was being 
video rec- uh, recorded, not Hulk Hogan. But then right. in, in the courtroom, he's basically Hulk Hogan. Right. Because he's wearing yeah. the bandana. Yeah. That, and that was just because Just because it wasn't a red and yellow bandana. Because he wanted right. to look it, cool. That was, he that wore was the bandana. NWO. You know, and NWO I just. NWO Hogan. Yeah, and I just. I don't, so I don't understand how if that's going to be your argument that we're two separate uh, entities. Mm-hmm. You go into the courtroom when Terry Balea is the one on the stand and you're acting like Hulk Hogan. So, but whatever. Wore, he should have wore some reading glasses and he should have wore like some penny loafers. You know what I mean? Like just, really just like a dude. Out. Just like a right. normal guy. Like wear a suit and like, you know, brush your hair. Whatever's left of it. <laughs> right. Right. I'm with you. I just I'm think. With you. I think that was stupid to wear. A, if you're going to argue that Hogan has a giant wiener, but Terry Balea does not. That, wasn't Christ. that one of his arguments, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I like think that, that was, brag in fact, about his Brag about his wiener? Yeah, when he would go on Howard fact, Stern. If you look over the official court record, he says, as Hulk Hogan, I have tiny wiener dick, but as Terry Bollea, I've got big thermos dick. <laughs> i got big wiener. Right. No, I do I do agree the whole separation of, of the... Character. Of the characters is not... I don't... I think that was stupid. My whole my whole problem with the case boils down to the illegal recording and then buying this up, knowing it was illegally recorded, and then posting it on the website. And you write a story? How post screen grabs that don't show anything, just his face, as proof that you have this video? Post screen grabs of his wiener. <laughs> you know, that's a way to do it, and you're not violating his dick privacy. This is privacy. This is expectation of privacy for Hulk Hogan's wiener. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what it is. His thermos has a reasonable expectation of privacy. Um, you guys want to talk about um the Olympics? Yeah, can we talk about the pole vault? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the javelin. I just go- I just googled Hulk Hogan wiener. Wasn't wasn't impressed. <laughs> did you did you search Terry Boleo Wiener? Oh, that's what I need to do. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Olympics. Let's um. Back on I wanted to mention two things, and then you guys can do whatever you want to do about Olympics. I haven't watched anything. Um, Michael Phelps is a machine, right? And the fact that that guy competes at the level that he does blows my mind. Yes, like he's he's beating kids. That were like eight years old when he was winning gold medals. He's way past his Olympic, you know, median Prime age window. Yeah, but he's still just destroying people. Well, and the impressive thing with him is he doesn't just do it in a single event; like he's doing it all, all the, the way across. He's a good stroker, right? So, um, so there's that, and then the. Uh, I was reading a bunch of stuff about the Irish boxing guy this week. Apparently, he was supposed to win the gold, and like everyone who's not an Olympic judge, including other judges who weren't official judges, thought he won the match. I mean, he's, right? He's, he was quoted him quoted as saying, "I boxed the ears off of this guy," and I was totally floored that I lost. I so, didn't see it. So that it was like that he's. You know that it's totally corrupt, and he's like, and well, of I guess it's it not, is. not the. It wasn't just his. I guess the women's um, judges were also not scoring fairly. So, 
Well, it's, what it is, I don't think they like Irish men because they beat women. I, <laughs> well, he wasn't fighting a girl at the time. He might as well have been. It was a Russian guy. He's going to go home and, and punch his wife in the head. The, um... I don't even know where I was going after that. Um, oh, the the interview. It's... I had to read this... I had to read the, um... What do they call that? The... the transcript? Transcript. Thank you. Because I couldn't understand a word this... Mick was saying. <laughs> all I heard... Dude, that's racist. Holy shit. <laughs> all I heard him say was like... Corrupt. I heard him say fucking at least three times. Right. And boxing. Maybe. I think I heard him say it once or twice. Was it like... Brad Pitt and Snatch. Yes. You like Dags? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Dags. What the fuck is a Dag? Yeah. So if you get a chance to watch it, it's funny. Uh, but you only need to watch 30 seconds because if you don't understand the first 30 seconds, just read the transcript. Right. And then you'll know what he said, allegedly. So that's all I got for Olympics. Jason, why don't okay. you tell us about your Olympic experience? Well, I, I can't get enough of the Olympics. Uh, winter and summer. So whenever it's every two years, I'm just over the moon excited. Um, and the for me, the medal count right now is just out of control. Um, the United States has 84 medals, followed by Great Britain with 50, and then... Uh, China has 32. Oh, I'm sorry. Great Britain has uh, 51. China has 50. So that's where the medal counts at right now. Right. So, of course, we're dominating. But it feels like we won pretty much every swim event, and there was like 50 of those. And then we won most of the gymnastic events, it feels like. So I feel like we've done a bulk of our medal work like in swimming and gymnastics. Would you say that's accurate? Because it feels like every night I'm getting like six alerts for something swimming. Swimming uh, athletes, swimmers are winning gold, silver, bronze, fucking everything. I I saw that too. That if we took the the swimming medals out, that we'd be like minus twenty medals or something like that. Well, fuck Great Britain should be at the top of swimming everything there on a fucking island. That that is true. That's not our fault. They don't utilize their natural landscape. They can eat shit. How about that? Take that, Mother Britain. Jason's oh, yeah, the colony's taking all the medals. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you're just like awfully quiet over there. Nope, I'm here. They're jelly. Britain's, Britain's jelly because the colonies are taking all their fucking medals. <laughs> That's probably true. It is true. That's a fact. They're jealous of everything we do because we used to be theirs and now we're not. I mean, we kicked I, them in the dick and said, this is my house. The only thing they're not jealous of is our healthcare system. No. No. They're jealous of our dental work. <laughs> <laughs> and they get free dental work and they're still fucked up. Right. Oh, where's my list? Um, what else we got, Jason? Oh, I asked you before we started what your favorite uh, non-popular sport was. Oh, I'm at so handball. Far. I know I said fencing first, but handball, I changed my mind. I was thinking about Since it. Since an hour ago. You're like, yeah. no, I changed my mind. I love it. Is, handball's awesome. Is handball, it's like soccer, but it's with your hands? Sort of. I, I compared it to, it's like water polo, but on ground, not in the water. Right. Okay. I'm not completely familiar with the water polo rules either, so. 
I, I don't know the, how the rules compare, but as far as the format and what the nets look like and the, it seems like the amount of people playing at once, uh, it looks like water polo, but on land. How often do does a, uh, I'm assuming there's like a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. How often does someone with the ball just take one and just fucking whiz it at their chest? Uh, in handball? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, uh, there's like a half circle that you have to shoot from outside of. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're not See, here's my thing. Point like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in this match and I'm out for intimidation, my goal is to just whiz one and fucking hit them square in the chest and knock the wind out of them just to there's send a message. Many, like, there's too many defenders. Get out of the way. There's defenders that would never get through. So then I pelt them in the chest too. I you gotta send a message early, right? You just start fucking whizzing it at people. <laughs> just, I that's that's just me. Send a message. <clears throat> we used to do that back in uh, middle school when we played uh, touch football. Right. You always had the one kid who would j- would like kind of like rush in before the Mississippi count was up. Right. So you just hit him in the dick just with the football. Fucking throw it hard right at him. Of course. You're like, up, oh, incomplete pass. What do you know? Good job, pal. <laughs> Good job swatting it with yep. your thermos. <laughs> right God beam. damn it, Hulk. Stop right. cheating. Yeah, that was great. That was the easiest way to start a fight in middle school was to uh, be in the blitzer. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to cheat. It does slow him down because then you can pump fake him next time he blitzes. Right, they go to cover <laughs> he goes, their yikes. <laughs> and then you can sidestep him. <laughs> Very good. I like that strategy. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about college football? Um, I think we should. Let's do it. Um, talk college right football. Right about I mean. this time, yeah. Right about this time next week, uh, we'll be two days away from the first college game, which is California and Hawaii. They're playing in Australia at midnight. So I think W A I I. Right. I think technically that counts. Uh, like on the records and stuff, but I think it's still an exhibition game. And then the next week, Thursday night, uh, September 1st, is when everything just is fucking balls to the wall. The whole week is going to be nuts. So we we nice. should we should get right into our predictions since technically the season kicks off next Thursday. Um, let's do this. Do you want to okay. do the Do you want to do the conferences first and then? Your title, or do we want to do the title and then the conferences? I, I think it would be appropriate to do the conferences first. Agreed. So we know who's in play. I agree. And, Shall we uh, start with the ACC? Why don't we? Why don't we do this? Because what we're going to do here is is the P five, the Power Five, plus the American who wants to be Power Six. Why don't we just go in Amer- in American in alphabetical order? So we would start with American. Okay. Then the ACC, which is the Atlantic Coastal, uh, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, SEC. Okay, we'll save the worst for last. I could do that. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, so I'll I, I'll go ahead and kick things off <laughs> <laughs> with the American, and I'm mm-hmm. going to shock you guys. Uh, I'm an unabashed, unabashed fucking homer. I'm going to take USF. And you know what? It's the not AP even a took pick. USF. Yeah, it's no not even a pick to so, take USF. So fuck you. I'm going to take USF. I think it's going to come down to USF and Houston, and that's going to be a great game. 
I'm going to take USF because I'm a fucking homer and I don't have to explain it. So fuck off. Anyway, um, <laughs> Devin, I you will have? take. And this is not a homer pick. This is a legit pick. Um, USF. Oh no way! South Florida. Okay. That's, I know, Jason. You're shocked being on a show with uh, two unabashed USF homers <clears throat> that we I might both I pick just, USF I can't to win. It. So, who do you have winning the American? That is wrong if it's not USF. Uh, UCF. No, I'm just, no, to- just right. I'm totally just kidding. I'm totally yeah. kidding. Yeah, I'm being an asshole. My real pick actually is going to be Houston. Um, okay, I think that's fair. I think the only, and the I think Houston with a lot of the, especially their quarterback coming back. Um, I think I think they're going to be the team to beat in the American. Uh, I think USF probably outside. Well, and obviously the FSU game doesn't matter because it's non-conference. Um, right. When I was looking at a lot of the schedules for all the conferences, I looked at the games on the road because that's really where you find out uh, what kind of team you've got. Uh, you yeah, know, what kind who, of balls you got. Yeah, who, how, who do you play on the road and how do you play against them? Um, I think USF has the easier schedule on the road. Um, USF goes in, goes to Syracuse. The big games, they go to Syracuse, they go to Temple, and they go to Cincinnati, uh, whereas Houston has to go and play Maryland on the road, Memphis, Memphis on the road, and Cincinnati on the road. Um, so I think right. the schedule maybe favors USF a bit on that end, um, but I think I think it's going to be Houston. And that's just I'm, I promise I'm not. I mean, it's, I shouldn't say I promise. Half of that is I'm trolling you guys, but half of it I right. do believe. Well, I think it's a fair pick. I mean, Houston obviously they won the Peach Bowl over Florida State last year, and they've got all the hot buzz. Could they be the playoff crasher this year? Kind of talk. You say Memphis? No, Houston. Oh. And uh, so what What you have there is they're expected to run the table. And in the West, you've got Navy's going to be down after Keenan Reynolds graduated. And I think actually like 10 out of 11 guys or something like that on their offense graduated. Um, I mean, they'll still be decent, but they're not going to be what they were last year. Uh, you got Memphis, who's going to take a step back with Paxton Lynch leaving and a new head coach to come in and, and try to get things going. So I think right there, you just knocked off the top two contenders in the West. Houston should roll through their division, <clears throat> in my opinion. In the East, I the thing that worries me for USF is the week after Florida State is on the road at Cincinnati. And everything about that game screams let down on the road. Mm-hmm. But I think other than that, I mean, it, it, it breaks down fairly favorably they have to go on the road to temple and they have to go on the road to memphis but i want to say the game the the last home stretch where we go to memphis and we go to smu and then we play ucf there's there's a a bye week in front of that so i have faith that we'll be able to handle our business against memphis so i i'm not going to go nuts and say they go undefeated but i think it's entirely possible that they go to the aac championship game at 10 and 2 i i don't think that's that far-fetched so i again houston is a great pick to win the conference it's entirely in the realm of possibilities uh in fact it's at least at the outset the most probable but i'm going to take my team because i'm a fucking homer south florida um uh count it how about how about ACC? Uh, my ACC pick is not Clemson. Actually, it's going to be Florida State. 
Their defense is stacked. They've got a lot of playmakers on offense. If the quarterback can be even above average, don't fuck it up. Let Dalvin Cook do the the bulk of the work. And uh, DeAndre Francois is a redshirt freshman. He's set to take over the reins as a starter. And I guess he was a five-star kid out of high school, so allegedly he has the skills there. It's a matter of what he does with it. But I think if he's even above average, that team is stacked and primed for a national title run. So I'm going Florida State. Now, even if Florida State loses an out-of-conference game early in the season? Doesn't matter because it's not a conference game. Right. That's yeah, right. okay. It, it's it'll, impact, it'll impact their playoff hopes, but it won't matter for the conference. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I got Clemson. Okay. Um, Fair pick. They have like a Heisman level quarterback. Um, they were fantastic last year, and several of the websites said that Clemson is one who I should mention and not sound stupid. So. Right, <laughs> and I, I'd say uh, to say a pretty good quarterback is not doing him any justice. Heisman, even Heisman level quarterback is not. He's the best quarterback in the country, in my Steve opinion. Watson. Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So, okay. What you got, Jason? I got got Florida State out of the ACC. Um, Clemson was my number two. That's the other team I've written down. Uh, Again, looking at the schedule, the big big away games, uh, Florida State has to go to Miami. Um, I think that's the the, always the rivalry game. Um, And I think with uh, Mike Rick being there this year, I think Miami's going to start turning the corner. Um, especially with that being the last game of the year, it, it for them it really it could play spoiler for them. But I think they're going to get by it. Uh, Clemson they have to go to Florida State, and that's the that's the make or break for me. That's why I put Florida State uh, above right. Clemson. I think if the tables were turned and the the Clemson Florida State game was uh, in South Carolina at Clemson, I think Clemson would win and they'd be my pick. But uh, that's where I'm going because I, th- I think having to go on the road. Um, it's going to be a tough test, and I think Florida State's going to learn. One, I think Florida State's going to be a more experienced team, especially with Florida, right. State, uh, with Florida State opening with Ole Miss, who's going to who when we'll get to the SEC later. But that's going to be a big yeah. test for them opening the season. They'll be battle tested and by I, that point. Exactly, I think it's going to set the tone for them from the start that you've got to come ready every week. So I'm going Florida State in the ACC. Uh, about Big Ten. Let's start with Jason on Big Ten. I feel like he's got a really good Go ahead. Opinion. I, I know where this one. is going. Yeah. yeah, we'll get my pick out of the way. This is going to be Michigan for me. Uh, Michigan Harbaugh's? Yep, that's and that's a homer pick for me. I, I'm a Michigan fan through and through. Uh, I think I've been saying it for well, going on almost a year now. Harbaugh's the best thing that's happened to Michigan in the last decade. Uh, I'm so sure. glad he's back. Um, after living through Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke, uh, I can't be happier to have a competent coach around. Um, my only concern about Ohio State or Michigan State, excuse me, is that they have to go on the road to Sparty uh, in East Lansing, and they have to go to the Horseshoe against Ohio State. Right. So I mean that's tough. Um, even if Michigan State's having a down year, uh, they're yeah, still. Yeah, that's always a tough. Mike, Dan- Mike D'Antonio is such a great coach. Uh, he is absolutely. I think, I think he's one of the more underrated coaches in the country. Um, 
so I think Ohio, Michigan State's always going to be there. Now Ohio State does have to go on the road to Michigan State too, so that you know that could potentially wash. Um, but Ohio State also has to go on the road to Wisconsin, another team that is always in the mix, and they're they're they never really have a down year. Uh, you know, even their down right. years are eight or nine wins. So um, I think that's I think that Wisconsin game is going to be the the holdup for them. Um, so I have I have Michigan partially as a homer, but also because I, I just think they're the best team in the Big Ten. Right. Um, I I also am picking Michigan for a variety of reasons. Um, not to play Kate Jason, because I would never do that. <laughs> I think the West is crap. You've got Iowa, maybe Wisconsin, and then everybody else. So... I, I don't see either of those teams really challenging any of the big three in the East. Um, Ohio State, I just don't see how you could graduate as much talent as they had leave and still play to that caliber of football. I Really, the biggest skill position player left, and granted it's a big position, at quarterback is JT Barrett, but they lost talent all over the field on both sides of the ball. And, I mean, you can say, well, they recruit well. Urban Meyer is a hell of a recruiter. But you're replacing a hell of a senior class. And now you've got to get guys in that haven't been starters. All those studs have been starters for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get inexperienced guys in, and you've got to get them experienced fast. Having JT Barrett might help, you know, cover them while they're doing that. But I just don't. Michigan's got a lot coming back. And... I, they got to replace the quarterback, but it, I don't see that being that tall a task with, with Jim Harbaugh there. Michigan State's going to take a step back because they're losing Connor Cook, and they're I think they're losing their starting running back and, and uh, Burbridge or whatever the hell his name is at receiver, who is probably the most underrated receiver in the country. I, I just don't see Michigan State being the big threat that they have. Granted, like you said, they'll be good because D'Antonio – but I don't see them being the threat that they were the last couple of years. I think when they got shit stomped thirty eight to nothing in in the playoffs last year, I think that was the peak for at least for this window for another couple of years. So I've got Michigan as well. I've got them being whichever of Iowa or Wisconsin makes it out of the West. I've got Michigan. Hey, I, that's our I, first uh <laughs> Yep. I um and I picked Michigan well. For a couple of reasons, Harbaugh probably the first reason. Jason's probably the second reason, and then I just cannot pick Ohio State for anything. Right, um, As you I don't shouldn't. like. I don't like Urban Meyer. Um, I think they did Jim Trestle the vest dirty, and um, I'm going to hold that against them for a long time. So I agree, Michigan. Alrighty, about let's move on. To the Big 12. Big 12. Big 12 that actually has 10 teams and may, by the end of October, have 14. Uh, (laughs) Go figure that one. Um, I'm going to pick Oklahoma only because they're returning. They've got some some defensive pieces to replace, but they've got Baker Mayfield, and uh, he makes the offense go. They've got probably the best backfield in the country, let alone the Big 12. Uh, so I just don't, 
there will be teams that contend. I think Baylor's still going to be good because they've got all the pieces. They just got different coaching. Um, and even in that, they've got a different head coach, but the rest of the staff is there. I just see everything that's gone on with them in this offseason being too big say, a distraction. Didn't they get in a lot of trouble this year? Right, which is why Art Bryles is unemployed and talking about how he's never done anything illegal or immoral or unethical or yada, 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 bullshit, bullshit. Uh, TCU, I'd like to pick them, but Trayvon Boykin's gone. Uh, the receiver whose name, uh, Doxon, mm-hmm. Josh Doxon is gone. Yep. I, Aaron Green is gone. I, they've got some big pieces to replace on offense. So that's so, why you're not picking Baylor. Uh, well, that's why I'm not picking TCU. Baylor, I I think there's just going to be too much off-field distraction wherever they go. TCU, I like. I like them back when they were in Conference USA. I like them when they were in the Mountain West. I like them in the Big 12. Uh, defensively, they had to play a lot of guys last year because of injuries. So I think their defense could be lights out this year. I just don't know what you're going to get out of them offensively. So for me, Oklahoma State might contend. Uh, they might do their usual contend until November. But for me, it's Oklahoma and then it's everybody else. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma, especially because they don't have to play a Big 12 title game this year. Well, now I feel stupid for picking TCU. <laughs> <laughs> It's not necessarily a terrible pick. They're going to be a good team. It's just that their offense is a huge question mark this year, in my opinion. <clears throat> well, time will tell. That it will. Do you I have think these, it surprise everybody. Do you have these written down, or should I save this? I do have these written down. I don't have yours written down. I could go write them down oh, no, no, in I'll the editing them. process. I'll just remember but, them. We'll be good. Right. So when we're in November and going, oh, yeah, I called yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's, the one I, that's the one I said, right? I said Oklahoma. Jesus. <laughs> right. Uh, I've got Oklahoma as well coming out of the Big 12. Um, and, Billy, it's funny you should say that it's Oklahoma and everybody else in that division because I, I for every other division that we're, go- we're doing, I've got a, a, a one and a two with their schedules kind right. of written out like I have been talking about with the other conferences. Um, Oklahoma is the only one I didn't write anything. I didn't even look at the Big 12. I didn't even look at the schedules. I didn't even look at the other teams because you're right. It's Oklahoma and everybody else. Uh, I think you're right. Baker Mayfield, uh, he's uh, the best quarterback uh, in the Big 12. Um, And I think he could give Deshaun Watson a run for his money as best quarterback in the nation. Um, Sure. And I think he, like you said, said, he just makes that team go. Uh, He's that good. Um, So for me, you're right. Everything you said is true. TCU's got a lot of turnover on offense. Um, Baylor, whole new coaching staff, uh, and you're right, the controversy, the attention, the circus is going to follow them to every uh, every stadium, exactly. every, everywhere they go this year, they're going to have to answer questions about it, and that's just, you're talking about a bunch of 19, 20, and 21-year-old kids, um, say what you want about the prep work that goes into it, they're still at their, their 19, 20, and 21-year-old kids who are going to yep. be dealing with some of these things for the first time in their life, um, and I just think that's going to be too much, so for me, it's Oklahoma and everybody else. So, I agree. I'm pulling Devin move. I agree. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just heard one of you guys fart. No, that was definitely my chair wasn't me. Moving. That was my chair moving. Uh huh. It was the chair. Promise. Yeah, it was the chair, not a fart. Okay. Promise. Right. How about Pack Twelve? I am going to go. I'm going to go off the wall. I'm going to go with the dark horse. Some people's dark horse. I'm going to go Washington. Uh, Chris Peterson is an amazing coach. Stanford, 
And Stanford could very well be the conference championship at the end of the year. I mean, they have the Heisman runner-up in Christian McCaffrey. They've got a few other weapons. The problem for me for Stanford is who the hell takes the snaps under center? Because they had Andrew Luck, and they went from Andrew Luck to Hogan. I can't remember his first name. I want to say Chris, but I know that's wrong. Kevin. Kevin Hogan. There we go. So they went from Luck to Hogan. Those guys have played quarterback the last seven years at Stanford. I I don't and I don't even know that Hogan was ever really banged up or they ever got anybody else experience last year. So I, I just don't when Luck left you went, okay, Hogan's the guy because he was this big four or five star recruit. You knew he was taking over. Who's taking over for Stanford? They're gonna have a pretty good defense. They're gonna have pretty good playmakers around him. But when it comes time and Hogan's played in the big games. Hogan's played against top-ranked Oregon. Hogan's played against, he's played in the Rose Bowls. He's done all that. So there was never any real question going into last year why Stanford would be the favorite. There was never any question the year before why they would be one of the favorites. This year, I just can't, with such a big question mark at the most important position on the field, I can't pick them. Washington has been a program on the rise, uh, especially with Chris Peterson. I think this year... They knock off Oregon. I I have said before, I'm a closeted, semi-kind of low-key, Oregon's my number two team kind of fan. But for the second straight year, they're looking at an FCS transfer quarterback to run that offense. And granted, it was pretty high-powered last year when that quarterback was healthy. It still wasn't Marcus Mariota. It still wasn't, it wasn't, as explosive as it could have been. And I think they actually they pulled a huge comeback on TCU, or they might have been the ones to blow it to TCU. I don't remember, but they they put up a lot in the bowl game. But again, now you've got this Dakota Prukop, I think is his name, that nobody's fucking heard of that's from an FCS school. I just don't, I, I don't see how you can continue to plug these guys in like that and expect to win the, win the conference. I can see Utah making a play for it. They made a run last year. They absolutely housed Oregon in their own house. Um, But for me, I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, Just out of the blue, dark horse pick. All that just to get to Washington. Well, why don't you suck my dick, man? He he, he did, in his defense, he started with Washington and then explained it. Oh, I got you. I did. So take that, Miss Attitude. I picked Oregon. Go for what you know. Okay. Okay. I Devin Wade is still my thunder. I'm also picking Oregon. Yes. Um, but not because of go with what you know. Uh, Stanford. I, Stanford was my number two. Um, you're yeah, right though, Billy. Two. I, I could see Washington. Um, <laughs> I I could see Washington being the dark horse, like you were saying, and sneaking up and taking it. Um, the thing that puts me over between Oregon and Stanford is Stanford's got a just an absolute brutal schedule. Uh, again, they have to go. They have to go to UCLA. They have to go to Washington. They have to go to Eugene, and they have to. Um, yeah, they have to go rough, to Cal. And they have to go to Cal, and that that's. I mean, that's a, a murderer's row. You're talking about a third of their season they're spending on the road against uh, really good, good teams, teams at home, um, right? And Oregon, their their only road games that they really have are going to be Cal and Utah. Um, all their other big ones they get at home. Um, I think 
they're going to use that um, the the choke job against TCU in the bowl game. They were up thirty four nothing or thirty seven nothing. I think it was. Me. I I want to say it was thirty one to nothing at the half. Something like that. It, I mean, it was multiple touchdowns um, and just right. collapsed in the second half. I think I think they're going to use that as motivation coming into the year. Um, I could see that. I think that's one of those things that you. You know, you put on the you put on the bulletin board every day. You make the players, you know, you make the players walk across a mat with that score on it. You know, you make them, you remind them of that every day in practice. Um, See, if it's me, the motivational ploy I give them is that Utah score, where they gave up sixty in their own house. Yeah, that's it. Just like nothing went right. I'm putting that. I'm plastering that everywhere because they were again. They were favorites last year. They were yeah. a top ten team to start the season, and it all unraveled there. So they so, got to go on the road. I I could see Oregon being being the pick. If I had to pick a two, I would pick them. I would love to see them put up sixty on Utah, in uh, in Utah's house. I think that'd be great. And to what it's going to and to I hate to you know, and the Oregon system. Say what you want about systems, but it like we talked about for the last two years, it's easier to get away with a system in college. Because like Devin, like right. you said in the past, uh, the attrition and you know people graduating, and it's harder to to for other programs, it's harder to maintain that because every you know three years, four years, you're switching out players all the time, and you're trying to prepare new bodies for that for that system to play against. And I don't care who you are, how great of a practice squad you have, or what you can do, you can't simulate what Oregon does offensively. It's impossible. Right, you, yeah. you'll never do it. The one thing you especially can't simulate is Devin Allen's speed. I mean, that dude's running tracks and track in the Olympics. Yeah. So you put that kind of speed on a football field, you don't have a person in the world that could replicate that speed. Not on a football field. So I do like him. I do like the Ducks. Like I said, I'm a self-professed, undercover, low-key, number two Closet. Oregon fan. Same. But I just... I, my problem is with the FCS quarterbacks again. I get the plug and play, and it's a system, and yada yada yada. I just don't. He's used to playing small crowds in FCS stadiums, and and what happens when the big lights, bright lights come on? I think Washington is sneaky good. They've got a defense that's capable of slowing, at least slowing down some of these bigger offenses, and they've given guys fits the last couple of years, even while losing. So I just I think this is the year they put it together. Chris Peterson is got to be top five coaches in the country mm-hmm. with what he's been able to do, both at Boise State and now with the turnaround of Washington. I just I like Washington as the, as the dark horse pick. I'm going to go that route. So I could see that. Um, we could move on to the SEC. Sure. Mine is a no brainer. I'm not. I don't think I need to even really expound on any further. I'm going with Alabama. I, I mean, what, what, like Devin said, go with what you know. Nick Saban is an evil genius. Uh, I fucking hate him. He is. But you have to respect what he's done. And I, they've got pretty much everything but Derrick Henry and uh, Jacob Coker coming back on offense. And, I mean, yeah, we just had this discussion about replacing quarterback. But Alabama's one of those teams. I mean, they got five-star running backs all up and down the depth chart. They got guys just ready to go. Just give me the give me the rock, coach. Let's go. So whoever's a quarterback, they've got receivers out the ass. Their tight end OJ Howard is probably the biggest mismatch in college football. It's unfair. 
And the defense just reloads every year. So I think if they get past the early season stumbling block of Ole Miss and their alcoholic quarterback, Jack Kelly, I I think it's it's Bama and everybody else. You realize last year they lost to Ole Miss, and outside of Tennessee, they beat everybody left on their schedule by double digits. Oh, an average, an average in the SEC, an average of twenty, like twenty-one or twenty-two points a game. Outside of Tennessee, who gave them fits? And Tennessee is a trendy pick to as a dark horse SEC candidate, but Bama just steamrolls everybody, which is why I don't get the whole SEC. Oh, I love everybody in the SEC when we're not playing each other. Like, how is it good for anybody in the SEC that Bama's won four of the last whatever seven national titles? And they're just stacking up five-star athletes like it's fucking nothing. That's not good. If you're Tennessee, that's not good for your program. If you're LSU, that's not good for your program. How the fuck is that good for anybody's program? I don't understand it. But anyway, that's a different that's a different talk. Because we could go for hours on the SEC thing. <laughs> I've got Bama. Southeastern Conference. Right, I've got Bama. That's that. Alabama. Jason? Ole Miss. Ooh. Going off the board here, um, and again, okay. again, I'm, I know it's a broken record, but Bama's got to go to Ole Miss. And I can I see think, that. I, I think that's the stumbling block. Um, they both have to go on the road to LSU, so you could see LSU as a sleeper, um, right? Especially with Leonard Fournette in the back in the backfield. Uh, he's just. Gonna, I think if LSU provides any support through the air for Leonard Fournette, he's going to run through everybody. So he steamrolls. He's the, he he would be the Heisman winner. They could be the, they could be the dark horse, but I think um, at this point you stack the box on him. I think I think uh, the other big the two big road games, like I said, Bama's got got to go to LSU and go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss only has to go to LSU and A and M, and A and M has been down the last couple years. So I think that that opens the door for Ole Miss for this to finally be the year uh, that we get a break from the devil, Nick Saban. Nick Saban, and uh, part of part of me picking Ole Miss is also because the same way I refuse to pick Ohio State because they're <laughs> Ohio State and Urban Meyer. Uh, I refuse to root for Alabama or pick Alabama and pick Nick Saban because I, I hate him. I hope you're right, Jason. I really do. I do, too. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Alabama Ole Miss thing. Alabama turned the ball over like five times in the first quarter or some crazy shit like that last year, and they still only lost by one possession. I don't think Ole Miss is going to get that break next year. And the other thing you have to look at with Ole Miss is, again, like we talked about – with Baylor, you've got the circus sideshow with the Laramie Tunsil thing, with the investigation into paying players and cheating and tests. Uh, yeah, my only thing, my only all thing that was, stuff. I just think it's going to be a huge distraction. And I don't think the Tunsil thing is going to be as big of a deal as everyone makes it out to be. Because I mean, aside from you mentioning it right now, hasn't been, it hasn't been, it has not been brought up since draft day. Right. So I think that's the NCAA, I agree with that and much. that's also the. That, I think that's the NCAA trying to sweep it under the rug because it came out after the player graduated, so or you know all, right. all that or left I should say not graduated but left for the NFL. So uh, I think that I think while yes they're similar in uh, issues and what's going on off the field, I think it's totally different because um, the ba- the Baylor situation has been everywhere. It seems like every week there was a new story about Baylor coming out. Right, uh, with something hey, going I on see... behind the scenes, and with Ole Miss, um, with everything with Larry Tunsil, I, after the first 
the day after the draft it went away. So sure, but the the thing with that is it's not just Tunsil, because now they they've got accusations of test fraud, academic fraud to get not only get guys in but keep them in, and as it stands now. The NCAA is, had closed the book on their investigation, and they've now reopened it, and they're looking further in. So you still have that looming. You don't know what's coming. So, I mean, they can sit here and say, well, we're just going to play this year and play it out and, and control what we can control. That's a distraction. It has to be, especially for the coaching staff. You know it is. It has to be. So I just – I think on the field, based on their own merits – they can hang with Alabama, obviously, but I think the combination of the circus sideshow with with what's going on with NCA investigations, and the fact that I think Alabama's Nick Saban's coming into that game pissed off because Ole Miss has now beat them two years in a row, and you just don't do that to Bama with Nick Saban. So I think they come in pissed off. They're not going to turn the ball over five times, and I just think. Bama's going to come out on a mission to just pound them into oblivion. And, I mean, they got two, like, stud workhorse running backs. I'm running it down their throat 40 times and then toss it up to your skill players on the outside on the play action. Eat them alive. I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see Ole Miss pulling it off this year. I would like to. I would like to see someone other than Bama in the national picture, in the conference picture. I just don't see it. And I, I mean, I think, their, their roster is like 80% five-star guys now. He's been loading up on NFL talent for a decade. They, they graduate guys that go first round, and they replace them with another guy who's better than the guy before him. I think It's for ridiculous. Me, I think for me, too, one of the things that's going to put me over the top for Ole Miss, and I just thought of it while I was looking at my notepad, um, I think opening with FSU is going to help them. Because again, it puts it them battle, it puts them battle tested from day one. Yeah, I mean that's like you know, people before the playoffs, it was like there's no preseason and there's no playoff. But in college football, the whole goddamn season is the playoffs. Because if you lose, you're out. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it, pretty rarely do you have enough teams lose where you're still in. You know, for, right. the, for the most part, if you lose, you're out. So the playoffs start week one. Especially for Florida State and for um, Ole Miss. Yes, absolutely. So that's all. Is that it? That's um, it. Oh, let's yeah. go ahead and pick our playoff field. So I wrote mine down. I think Jason wrote his down. I, I wrote did. Mine down. I I don't know that Devin wrote his down because I think we surprised him with that. I mean, <laughs> I did it while we were. You know, like, you know how you do your homework right before class starts, right? <laughs> That's what I did. Right. You're doing it right now while I'm talking? No, I already did it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, I've got Bama as the one seed because, again, it, it's fucking Alabama and Nick Satan. Uh, I've got them in the first round. Here's the shocker playing the four seed Washington. Okay. In the other bracket, I have number two FSU playing number three, Michigan. Now I'll explain to you why I do not have the Big 12 champion in the playoffs over the Pac-12 champion. I think Oklahoma is going to get caught tripping on their own dick in the first first game of the season in Houston. 
And I think they're still good to drop a Big 12 game that they shouldn't. So I think they're going to win the conference, but I don't think they're going to do enough to get back into the playoff picture. To win the hearts of the so the pickers. Right. So from those four, I, I have Bama beating Washington, and Jason's not going to like this. And this is how you know I'm not pandering or play kidding Jason. I've got FSU taking down Michigan. And in the title game, I've got Bama over FSU. And it pains me to pick Nick Satan's team. But, I, I mean, you just can't argue with results. So, I again, like you said, Devin, go with what you know. And what I know is fucking Nick Saban has a deal with the devil. He does. And he's got a roster full of NFL talent. It's unfair. And he's one of the best minds in the game. So, I just don't. I think the national title game between Bama and FSU, that'd be a great game. Hopefully. That's that's two that's two defenses that could I know it, it gets thrown around a lot and it's not necessarily true, you know, college teams competing with NFL teams. But I think you take those two defenses and you give them two years of seasoning in the NFL and you're talking about best defenses and not the best defenses, but among the best defenses in the NFL. <clears throat> those teams are stacked. So that title game could be amazing. But I've got Bama over FSU in the title. Jason? Um, my one seed is going to be Ole Miss. Uh, I think okay. that's, and that's just more the SEC thing. Uh, right. You win the SEC, you're the top seed. Because as much as we all like to hate the SEC, they're the best, they're the best uh, conference in the country. Um, I've got them playing the number four seed, Florida State. Um, and on the other side of the bracket, I have uh, Oklahoma sneaking in at the two seed. Um, I think they're just going to run the table and just absolutely destroy everyone. Um, and then I have Michigan as the three seed. Um, I okay. have uh, Ole Miss beating FSU, uh, Michigan beating Oklahoma, obviously. And then shockingly, I have Ole Miss winning the I national see where title. I this is going. I got Ooh. no. I have, I have Ole Miss winning the national Upset title. City. Upset City. Um, I think this is the year for Ole Miss. I think Chad Kelly is. Uh, I think he puts it all together finally, um, and that's my pick. I think Michigan, for all the great work Harbaugh is going to do, um, I think next year is the year for them. So okay, my only discrepancy would be I don't know that the committee would have a rematch in the first round with Ole Miss and Florida State having opened the season. I could see, because they get the choice to see how they want to, Yeah, I could see them swapping them out with either Michigan or Oklahoma just so you don't have that rematch right off and the I bat. See, now and I they both yeah, win their games you know, and, and, and they the title. And now that I look at it, I could see OU getting the four seed and Florida State actually bumping up to a two seed um, based on right. the fact that Oklahoma doesn't play a conference title game. So I could see that. Right. Uh, you and know, I was looking more. I, at, I was looking more at matchups, not necessarily seeding, originally. Right. And uh, so I could see OU. I, I, now that you mentioned it that way, I could see OU dropping down for not having to play a play a conference title game and them going to a four seed. Right, and I think the. I mean, if you're looking at strictly resume, I think Florida State's would end up being better, based on having to open with Ole Miss. And playing Clemson, because Clemson's going to, in all likelihood, be a top three or four team when they play, mm-hmm. unless they fall on their face at some point early yeah. on. And, and 
then the big, you, you know, the ACC championship game, they'll be more battle tested. They'll have a tougher out of conference. Oklahoma's got Houston. Uh, FSU has Ole Miss and likely Houston's only competition in the American and USF. So I just think if you're, if you're looking at straight resume, I think Florida States will end up being stronger. But again, I don't think they'll have a rematch in the first round because they have that power where they can just decide. Even if the seeds, even if the rankings line up to it all year, that last week they'll just go, oh, Oklahoma's bumped down to four because they don't play a conference championship game. Here you go, FSU, you're bumped up. You know, yeah. and whether that's valid or not, I think that's what they'd end up doing. I think, I think too, I think back to Florida State's resume, I think that uh, the win on the road with, against whatever team they play in week four is going to be huge for them too on their resume. Right. Well, it could very well be a loss. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. <clears throat> it could be. It could be. It's going to be against a ranked USF team. <laughs> so. I, it's possible, and see, the ACC is stronger. I think, given off of last year, it's stronger than what it was necessarily going into the season. North Carolina turned a lot of heads, and they gave even Clemson a run for the money in the in the conference championship game. They made a late run at them. Uh, Pitt should be better. Miami should be better. Mm-hmm. The ACC, I think, as a whole, is a little bit stronger. I still feel like it's maybe the weakest of the Power Five. But I, the Big 12 is going to have a lot of high-ranked teams. It's going to have a lot of shootouts. The Big 12 doesn't play defense. But they'll still have highly-ranked teams. I think the Big 12 is a, is a little more hated on than it should be. And the Pac-12, the Pac-12's problem is they don't have a great team. They've got a lot of really good teams. Mm-hmm. But it's a good conference, top to bottom. I don't know that there's any more, any more parity in yep. the conference than, than the Pac-12 will have this year. Pretty much any team that's playing will have a shot. Washington State, nobody's talking about them. They could make some fucking off-the-wall run at the conference title. I mean, they won nine games last year after losing to Portland State to open the season. They won nine games. I don't think many people realize that. So that's a deep conference. I love the Pac-12. I've I've said before, I'm almost a West Coast homer, and I don't even live on the West Coast. I've got a West Coast bias. I love all those teams. Well, and I think... think it helps. I, I'm a night owl as it is, and I know. Yeah, I was just gonna say exactly. You know what's and, on when we're home. After and I games. know with you, yeah, with you guys exactly, and, and me too, to an extent. The amount of football games we go to uh, here that start at seven for USF, we get home at ten, and you know ten ten thirty, and we're catching the second quarter and all the second half of all the Pac-12 games, so we get to see them uh, yeah. play their play exactly, their games yeah. out, so we can really actually appreciate how good they are. That's exactly it. Most of the East Coast doesn't doesn't stay up late to see that. But I'm up, I'm up till two in the morning because I'm usually high buzzing off a of USF win. I'm usually as of last year. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I'll come home and watch, rewatch the USF game so I can know who won. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on from there, Wait, now that we have our do, national champions, do I get to, oh Devin, did you? Jesus yeah, Christ, you get to give yours. I well, I okay, mean, pick Alabama. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, I got Alabama. <laughs> Alabama at number one playing TCU at number four. Okay, and Clemson playing Michigan. Okay, and then Alabama, and then Alabama wins. 
over Clemson. who? Clemson. I like that. I like a title rematch. I just don't know how much, how good Clemson's defense is going to be this year because they got to replace a few studs, uh, namely Mackenzie Alexander, who was uh, a shutdown corner on the outside, shut down one side of the field. He was actually missing in the title game. So I, who knows? They might have won had he been there. If, and if, I, my concern is with their defense. If TCU so. doesn't make it, then South Florida probably will. Right. And um, I have a feeling – I just don't know that they have enough to beat uh, Alabama this year. Right. Next year is the year. Yeah, probably next Alabama year. Sleeping. But, you know, we'll see. Right. So. All right. So with that picked, Jason, who do you have for the Heisman? Um, for the Heisman – uh, I'm picking uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, okay. Followed by Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey, uh, with okay. da- with Dalvin Cook, the kind of the outlier, and could be the one that could surprise everyone and make a run. Um, I think Leonard Fournette is just he's he's the best back in the country and probably the best running back prospect. I, I think since Adrian Peterson. Um, I think he could be. I think he's that good, and I think I think he's, uh, I think he's a generational talent, um, and I, I, that's just what I think. I, I think he's that good. He's that dominant. Um, even with my only concern about his Heisman candidacy, and this won't impact him his talent wise and his draft stock. Is like we said earlier with LSU is, are they going to? Is he going to get any help from the quarterback and right, from the exactly. receivers? Right. Cause, I mean, last year, the first half of the season, he was murdering everybody, and it was okay because they hadn't run into Alabama yet. And then Bama just put eight guys in the box and said, "Fuck you, run through us." Yeah. As it, and as it stands now, uh, until proven otherwise, that's exactly what teams are going to do. They're going to put seven, eight, nine guys in the box and say, yeah. "Beat, beat us through the air," because he's not. Right. Gonna, he's not going to. There's going to be no respect for the pass. So game. I think that that maybe could hurt his Heisman candidacy. Um, but that still doesn't take away from, like I said, I think he's the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. Um, Absolutely, watching that Auburn game last year was amazing. I could see, but, uh, but the only, and then like I said, Deshaun Watson's my two, but he really could be a one B to Fournette, um, and that it's only because I think the uh, they're so biased to quarterbacks now that it seems like if you're the best they quarterback are. playing for one of the best teams, you're going to win the Heisman. So. Well, to be fair, he put up like five thousand yards last oh, year. Oh no, no, no! And that's not yeah. that's not going to take touchdowns. That's not going to take. That doesn't <laughs> take anything away from how great of a player he is and how good he is. Right. But if they're about even, the quarterback is going to get the nod. Oh, always. Yeah. Here's my thing that I think puts Deshaun Watson over Fournette is I think Clemson has a better shot at running the table, and and at this point, you're talking about guys that are in the playoff hunt, and I think mm-hmm. Keenan Reynolds finished somewhere in the top 10 of voting but that was because i mean he was america's sweetheart he's playing for navy and he had the record for rushing touchdowns yep but i just i think the teams that are in playoff contention the star players with them are the ones that get all all the hype christian mccaffrey there's no reason he shouldn't have won the heisman last year oh for what he did with the football is ridiculous but because stanford was fighting to get back into the playoff picture late and the fact that he plays on the West Coast, I mean, Derrick Henry basically did what Leonard Fournette did, but with more support. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, Fournette, if you put them in a vacuum, 
Fournette was the better back, in my opinion. So <clears throat> I think there's that. My Heisman pick, and this is based on Florida State beating Clemson and getting to the playoffs. My Heisman pick is Dalvin Cook. I the, the kid is amazing. He played most of last year with feet and ankle injuries, and he was still an electric running back. So, I, I mean, we saw it firsthand against against USF where he ran for 266 yards. We haven't had a running back beat us like that since Ray Rice. And he went for, I think so, in that game, didn't he go for like a buck 60-something in the first half alone? He had, I, I don't know if it was a buck 60, but he had the 75-yard touchdown run early on. It was, it was really, there were three huge plays where he should have been bottled up, and he wasn't. He broke it and, and broke it for a big touchdown run. I, the dude ran for 260 yards on a defense that ended up, I think, finishing in the top 25 or 30 rushing-wise. So I, he's just an incredible back. I think if the quarterback gives them any kind of support in the passing game, he's going to have an electric season. I think they're going to get to the playoffs because their defense is going to be incredible. If the passing game isn't in any way competent, Dalvin Cook's going to have a great year. They're going to be playoff contenders, national title contenders, and really that's the key to, to making a Heisman run. So Dalvin Cook gets my vote. Um, Leonard Fournette. Yes. Okay. And Dalvin Cook, second place. And and I'm because I, I like the old school running back picks for um, Heisman. I'd, and see, here's the thing, too. I love Leonard Fournette. And to me, he's... He's a he's a home run pick as as Heisman if he gets the support around him. He's gonna get the touches. He just needs to. They need to be able to get him through eight guys. You're right. Right. They need a passing game to loosen some of that up. Yeah. Because if there's six guys in the box, you're not stopping him. Right. He'll run over three of those guys when he's already five yards past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he'll be seven yards a carry if there's seven or less in the box. I mean, watching, watch, go watch the highlights of Leonard Fournette playing Auburn last year. And it's like a man amongst boys in an SEC game. This wasn't like LSU up against, you know, Toledo or some MAC team. This was against an SEC defense. You can argue whether it was a competent defense, but they were SEC players, and he looked, made them look like fucking children. So if they get any kind of passing game, any kind of competent passing game to give him support, Leonard Fournette's the pick all day. I just don't know. I think that Dalvin Cook is going to get more help offensively than Fournette will. At this juncture, that's that's what I'm thinking. So I I would have Fournette number two. And if he gets support and they make the playoffs, I think he's 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 as close to a sure bet as you get. I just don't know. I don't know that he's going to get that support. So I I have to roll with Dalvin Cook personally. Okay. And what's like? Um, do you want to talk any movies? I know Jason saw Suicide Squad. Yeah, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna pass on that because there's not much to talk about. Devin, I think you'll agree. Um, if you guys I, want, I know that week two it still kept its number one spot, and it beat out Sausage Party. <laughs> 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 well, there you go. That's that's that was its competition. And I think so. it's beating Batman versus Superman at this point for its week two and week three performances. Um, right. I think we had talked if we want to quickly burn through our top three fantasy, fantasy football footballs. team names for the year. Oh, we were going three. Let's do three. 
Yeah, we'll do okay. three. For I had five, t- but whatever. For the sake of time, we'll do three because we're already almost at 90 minutes. So, Yeah. Okay. If anyone's still listening, I really appreciate it. This is what sure. you should. I hope you stayed around for this because this is you're going to get the most laughs out of this one. Okay, so let's go from three to one. One being your favorite. Okay. And three being your third favorite. All right. <laughs> so, Jason, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. Uh, my third ranked one is going to be uh, Chronic Master Deflator. Oh, I, I like think that. Okay, I like that. A, you know, I like the. I like, I'm a sucker yeah. for a dick joke. Tom Brady, uh, anytime you can give, give that guy grief, you should. Yeah, because there's not many things you right. can give him grief for. Right, just cheating. Okay. So, right. Uh, that's my number three team name. Oh, he's a Michigan guy, isn't he? He is He is a Michigan guy, but... Right, and he's a dreamy bastard. Oh, that's is. why I'm glad I can get one over on him right now. <laughs> All right. right. What about you, Billy? Uh, my number three is... and this, You might like this one, Jason. Uh, my ball, Zach Ertz. <laughs> Get it? I do. I'm, it's funny because Zach, it. it's a... Zach Ertz plays for the Eagles, and it sounds like ball right. sack. <laughs> That's the joke. I'm glad you explained yeah, that one. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep it in the uh, Wiener realm with huge Dicka. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy! All right, Jason. What do you got for number two? My number two is a. Uh, Will Fork on first date. I like that. Nice. Too. Uh, That's a pretty good one. I, I do like that when I found it, I came across that and I thought it was I giggled at it. So that's my number two. Right, because Vince Will Fork. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my number two is Des Nuts. Keeping it in the dick region, <laughs> right? Still with the dicks. Des, Got it. Des Nuts. This one yep. is from our own. Um, Fantasy Football League, um, old Steve Midkiff came up with Beats by Ray, which is the <laughs> reference to Ray up. Rice punching right. his girlfriend to sleep in an elevator. Correct. And it's also similar to the fall asleep. Beats by Dre headphones, so Beats by Ray. And then my number one, and Billy, thank you so much for letting me go first so I can steal your thunder, because I can almost guarantee that we have the same top-ranked team name, uh, it is going to be two, two girlies, one cup. That it is. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you told me before we started that it was based on your number, that who you're picking first, I had a feeling that we were going to share oh, the yeah. same one. So mine is two girlies, one cup. Yep, that's mine, two girlies, one cup. And my favorite one that I've seen so far, I think I even used it one year, was show me your TDs. Sure, that's an old classic. Yeah, come on. I mean, why not? If I had... Because I like boobs and I like touchdowns. So right. TDs is kind of like titties. Sure. If I had to pick an alternate number one, I'd actually go with my current BDSM show Fantasy League team name, which is the Waffle Stompers. Not the Blumpkin. No, 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 no. Blumpkins are just gross. Waffle Stomping is where it's oh, at. Gotcha. <laughs> and I got a um, I got the quote. Well, it's not really a quote. It's like a motivational thing. Is it time? Can I do it? Yeah, you can do it. Let's do it. I saw this on Reddit. Okay. And I thought it was interesting enough to text to my wife, who I'm sure I got an eye roll from. Right, of course. Um, this one, the, the title of the post was, it says, this is the real secret to success. A million self-help books boiled down to their essence in one sentence. 
And so it gives you the sentence. It says, learn to front load your pain. I'm only going to read like two little sentences after this. It says, that's it. If you procrastinate, you're putting off more than your work. You're putting off the pain, right? But doesn't it always catch up to you? So I just thought that kind of like sat with me like, okay, you can procrastinate. I mean, it's going to hurt now or it's going to hurt later. So why have it hang over your head? You know, whether it's, I don't know, do your TPS report or cut the grass or put the cover on your TPS report. (laughs) Send a memo about (laughs) TPS report cover sheets. <laughs> right. So learn, learn to front, well, learn to front load your pain. I mean, I probably right. won't, but I thought it was good advice. That it, yeah, I'll get to that tomorrow. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a problem for tomorrow, Jason. So, right. Yeah. Let, Thank you, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Tomorrow, Devin is going to deal with that. Right. Uh, I, did you hear there was a guy who wrote a letter to himself sober? He wrote it to his drunk self, and his drunk self responded with a letter to his sober self, basically calling him... His his sober self was like, don't do this, don't do that, you're going to do something stupid. And then his drunk self wrote back to his sober self and basically called himself a big fucking pussy. Nice! (laughs) (laughs) I could see that. I could see myself doing that. Right. Yeah, back in our our heyday, we probably would have done that. Fuck you, pussy! Yep. Don't tell me how to live my life. Woo! Shots! <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for listening, Perfect. Jason. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, your, your, your you mic sounded can, great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, uh, at JX7. 07. Uh, nope, it's at JX7. Uh, JX7. That, teen. That's, that's where I've always been. Uh, that's where you can find me. Um, and that's J A Y E C K. Wait, is it J A Y or G A Y? Uh, neither. Then uh, fuck you oh. for thinking that. Um, <laughs> but thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I'm officially a member of the Five Timers Club. Uh, you I are. expect my my gift, my gift <laughs> for it, or my prize for it next time we meet up, which will probably be for the draft in a couple weeks. Yeah. Which I am. Yes, very, I'll be sure very, to bring it that wing. For, so make sure I get something. Well, it's going to be at my new house. It's going to be so nice. It's not. It's an old new house built by General Custard. Oh, good. <laughs> so. Um, Was th- that before or after his last stand? Before. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're still here, I appreciate it. Um, right. And we'll catch you guys next week. I think we're going to try and do a USF special show next week, right? Uh, I think we were going to try it this week. Oh, this week. Oh, like Thursday? Uh, Wednesday? Wednesday? Thursday? It's already Wednesday. Probably Wednesday would be best. It's Wednesday already? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. We might be back to do this again tomorrow night. Love, Who knows? love you. Stay mage, guys. I don't even know oh, yeah, what that what means. Stay mage? Is that like a Warcraft? Yeah, stay mage. <laughs> Okay, crazy lady. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Bye.